under the hood. Making car buying and owning easy with the Cam Clark Auto Group, your trusted authority in vehicle sales and service. Hello and welcome to Under the Hood, a podcast designed to help you buy, lease, or maintain a car. On our last couple of episodes, we explored how to narrow down your search for vehicles and what other things to consider, like why are you looking for a vehicle? What does your current vehicle not offer you? What are you going to use this new vehicle for? What are the key things that you need to make the vehicle work for you, like cargo or trunk space, leg and headroom backup cameras? We also touched on budgeting for your vehicle with promises to explore that angle a little more. On this episode, that's exactly exactly what we're going to do. Talk money. On episode one, we discussed how much you should spend on a vehicle so you don't break the bank. Conversely, how much would you qualify for if you are leasing or applying for a loan? We mentioned as a general rule, your car payments should not exceed 15% of your monthly salary. This percentage gives you room to cover your other monthly expenses, things like rent, mortgage, food, bills, and oh, don't forget about those car insurance and license fees. So it's time now to learn the language and costs associated with buying or leasing a car. So what is the difference between leasing a car or taking out a loan to buy one? Leasing. Think of leasing like a long-term rental. If you lease a vehicle, then you're agreeing to drive a brand new automobile for a fixed period of time, usually two to four years, at an agreed monthly rate. You're basically paying for the depreciation of the car. No car loan approval is needed, no hefty upfront payment, but your payments go toward using the vehicle compared to owning that vehicle. Once the lease is up, you return the vehicle to the leasing company or purchase it for market value. But please read the fine print on a lease. Ask your salesperson to meticulously go over and explain the fine print of your lease before you sign in and ensure you know whether or not you are signing a closed lease, which has mileage restrictions or an open-end lease, which means you are guaranteeing the vehicle will be worth a certain amount at the end of the lease. You can buy it back then or sell it, maybe even trade it in. Financing. Financing is the opposite of leasing. You are paying monthly payments over a fixed amount of time, usually five to seven years, toward owning the vehicle as opposed to renting it. Therefore, financing payments are higher, but at the end of the finance agreement, that vehicle is yours. Within financing, you will see the term APR. That stands for annual percentage rate. APR is the interest you will pay on your vehicle if you're financing. Although it will fluctuate, the national average ranges from 4.5 to 10% APR. And where you land will depend on your credit score, whether the rate is fixed or variable, the history of the car being financed, and some other factors. The really low APR you see advertised, including 0%, is only available to people with the best credit scores, usually 750 or better, meaning less risk to the lender. This can be challenging to navigate for some. Adam Glover is general manager with the Cam Clark Auto Group. We've had, you know, hard conversations with people who, uh, you know, have been in credit challenge situations and uh, things they maybe could do you know, to help themselves kind of build a a stronger credit rapport with the banks. We give them what we would do if they were like our family, 
you know, so if you were my sister, you know, I would recommend you do X, Y, Z and hang on to the one you're driving for another six months, year, that kind of thing. And then you'll be in a much better position to get a, a better interest rate, perhaps, right? Instead of buying a vehicle where you, the bank will only buy you at, uh, you know, mid 20s of a percentage, six months or a year from now, if you follow these few simple steps, you can get under that 10%, which is huge for people to be in a better position to buy their vehicle. What does MSRP and employee pricing mean to me? MSRP stands for Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price, pretty self-explanatory, and employee pricing is also known as invoice pricing. If you see the term employee or invoice pricing, you're getting a non-negotiable vehicle price that has reduced the MSRP down to a point where the dealer is no longer making a profit margin. Sean Bell, Chief Operating Officer for Cam Clark Explains. When you see uh, employee pricing, that is the real cost of a vehicle, meaning it is about 2% below an invoice cost. There are a certain amount of people in the public that still believe there's uh, you know, a hidden $10,000 additional, which just I, I wish that was true. Uh, but it is not. Now, according to Canada Drives, employee pricing is typically only available in the summer to make way for the next year's models. That means you have to wait for the right time of the year to take advantage of that deal. It also means that there's a newer version of your brand new vehicle about to be released. Things to consider. Back to what Sean said, a certain amount of consumers believe there is an additional markup the salesperson is not telling them about. It's a matter of trust. Trusting the dealership you are considering doing business with will be dependent on the amount of research you do on that dealership. Shop and compare and know the price range of the vehicles you're interested in before you go into that dealership. <laughs> According to an article on Crosscheck, you're not going to believe this, buying a car can trigger more emotions than buying a home. Many people surveyed in this article said they would rather get a root canal than buy a new car. So what is it about the vehicle buying experience that some perceive to be so unpleasant? I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I feel like I'm being pressured to buy something right away. It's a huge decision. I wish there was a money-back guarantee. The common denominator there, money, your hard-earned money and wanting to make sure that you're getting the best product and the best deal possible. That means understanding a few things so you're armed with knowledge, you're confident about the buying process. Let's begin with the term base price. The base price is the price of the vehicle without options. When you start adding on options, the price increases. Well, that makes sense, right? If you add on certain options together, they can be packaged to get you a better deal. Dan Peterson from Cam Clark in Red Deer explains. On newer vehicles, uh, what ends up happening is you have a base uh, price of a vehicle and then uh, they put packages together so you get more in the package for less. And uh, a couple that come to mind is that they'll package like uh, a sunroof and, and I'm talking trucks, a sunroof and a tailgate step and um, just a few uh, items that if you purchased uh, separately, it would come to, and these are just rough numbers, it would come to $3,500 separately. 
but they package them together and instead you pay $2,200. So they try and take uh, the options that are most desired and package them together so the consumer pays a little bit less for them. So let's recap what we've learned so far. We've identified a vehicle we like and the add-ons are chosen. We've done our research. We know how much the vehicle with those add-ons is selling for. We've made sure we've budgeted the right amount, thought about fuel and insurance, and not stretched ourselves too thin. We've gone into the dealership that we like and we trust. We'll touch on that at the end of the podcast, by the way. We got up close and personal with the vehicle. We've given it a test drive, made sure it meets our expectations. If our partner or family member is seven feet tall, woo, we make sure there's enough leg room and headroom for them. We've also considered the pros and cons of leasing versus financing and checked our credit score to have an idea of what we can qualify for. So what's next? My current vehicle? How much are you going to give me for it? (laughs) Ah, yes, the trade-in. You may think your current ride is worth more than the dealership says, but there really is a formula used to set the trade-in value of your car. Taken into consideration the make, year, model, mileage specifically, and physical condition. Do you have the maintenance records? Those might help as well. If you're in no hurry to buy, the website Canada Drive suggests that you choose late winter to trade in your vehicle for a better position to negotiate. The reason? New models come out in the spring and summer, and late winter is when dealers want to clear their lots to make way for new cars. Speaking of negotiation, remember the key to negotiation is fairness and mutual benefit. The seller and the buyer both have to be satisfied. Hang on, do I want that extended warranty? Can someone explain that to me? Ah, yes, the warranty. When a vehicle is purchased brand new from the dealership, it automatically comes with a new vehicle warranty. Typically, it's what's called comprehensive or bumper-to-bumper, and it covers the complete vehicle against mechanical and electrical problems. Usually, it would be set at three years or 60,000 kilometers and vary depending on make, model, and brand. So the question is, do you need anything more than that? something we asked Nathan Rolf of Cam Clark in Camloops. There's literally a chart with like 10 or 15 columns and rows with kilometers and amounts of time. And, you know, there's no, there's no perfect warranty for everybody. They all have different things that they do and don't cover. But in general, I believe that the extended warranties are a good thing to have. Reason being is, you know, A lot of people shuffle out their cars every two, three, four, five years, but there are a lot of people that keep their cars in excess of eight, nine, 10, like 15 years, right? And with those warranties, they bring a lot of peace of mind to the equation that even after your factory warranty is finished, you're still covered, you're still protected, and you still don't have to worry about anything other than, you know, regular wear and tear and maintenance and that kind of stuff. Like generally the way that they set it up is with those extended warranties, they're usually built into your financing. So if it's a matter of, let's say, 15, 20, 25, $30 biweekly that you're investing in this warranty, it's, it's a lot easier to stomach, like, let's say, you know, $30 biweekly rather than investing like three to $4,000 of your own cash to get a warranty. And that's where I think it really becomes a, a good solution. What about when you've gone over the warranty? One of the biggest pet peeves that clients have when they're in the dealership is when they're sitting at a table unattended and their salesperson is not there to 
you know, not there to sit with them. And in that moment, I feel there's a lot of unanswered questions, which therefore creates like a lot of anxiety or a lot of negative feelings while they're in the building. They just don't know necessarily what's going on. Like, where's my salesperson? He's been gone for 10 minutes. Like, what are we doing? So I feel that is uh, probably an anxious moment. We are going to be, let's say, photocopying their license or, you know, getting some paperwork ready or getting the car ready. We really, really try to over communicate to them what we're going to do so that they're not sitting there thinking, what are we doing? Keep in mind, a good dealership won't just leave you hanging. So how do you find a good dealership? How do you choose the right dealership when there are so many out there? Set your standards high. A vehicle, new or used, is a big investment, and the process can be intimidating. You want a dealership with great people behind it who bring in great reviews. Ask those close to you and Google a bunch of dealerships. Click on reviews. Look for phrases and words like excellent customer service, knowledgeable, helpful, great communication. Those are things you really want a dealership to stand for. The people at the Cam Clark Auto Group get those kinds of great reviews because they're all about building relationships, taking care of their communities, taking care of you, not just selling you a car. Service manager Robin Peterson and general manager Dan Peterson, no relation by the way, have this advice. Look for good leadership. Look for a good team environment. You know, if you walk in and and the people that are working there, regardless of the business that you're going to, you know, they seem happy and they want to help you and connecting with you in some way. I would say that most consumers nowadays coming to buy a vehicle know more about the vehicle and the sales process. Like the internet is such a powerful tool nowadays that they can find out any information online. Really, whatever manufacturer she goes with and whatever store she goes with, probably going to get a pretty good deal on it. The only advice I would give her is anyone can sell you a car. It's who can take care of you after the fact. And those are the stores that you want to go to. Uh, You want to make sure that um, as you drive off the lot, if you call the dealership in a week, two weeks, month, whatever, that they're there and uh, they're there to take care of your concerns. And that's the thing that I would look for when buying a car is the dealership will give you the best experience. We hope this episode and our first two have helped arm you with the knowledge you need to make that great purchase. Our next episode will be all about taking care of your new vehicle. And by new, we mean new to you. Maybe you went with a used open-ended lease with 5% APR and extended warranty. See, you now know what all of that means. From winter tires to types of driving to maintenance do's and don'ts, it's all in our next episode of Under the Hood. Before we go, here's one for the road, a personal story behind the scenes at a car dealership. For this one, we go to Russ Fox, who's out of Cam Clark Auto Group's North Vancouver dealerships. I have one really pretty funny memory that stands out that happened a long, long time ago. I'm a young guy and I'm in the showroom and a customer comes in to take delivery of his vehicle, his brand new pickup truck and the salesman made an off-color comment about his trade. Now, to put it in context, this guy's trade was about the worst vehicle you could possibly imagine seeing. 
<laughs> and the salesperson had said something about hiding it around back so nobody sees it. Well, this customer is a big gregarious guy and he launches into an ad lib Rodney Dangerfield no respect monologue in the middle of our showroom, larger than life. Hands flying around, spinning on his heels. He's got other customers and salespeople and everybody listening to him. By the time this guy's done, and he was probably a full three minutes, by the time he was done, he took a bow and the, the crowd that had amassed around him was actually clapping and, and laughing. It was just beautiful. Thank you for listening to Under the Hood, brought to you by the Cam Clark Auto Group. Please drive safely and subscribe for more helpful tips about car ownership anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. On the Road is sponsored by the Cam Clark Auto Group, your trusted authority in vehicle sales and service. To find a dealership near you, visit camclarkautogroup.com. 